How close do you want me talking to this? Uh, and, uh, however, close as you want. Yeah, you can do. Yeah. You can do like the. Um, you can do like the the Noel Gallagher. Is it Noel Gallagher or Liam Gallagher? No, no. I mean, actually, vibing. not probably not so like like that. Yeah, but that's because you're making a rank noise with your mouth. You don't have to <laughs> do that. That's also what I don't like. I don't Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh. This is it. This is it, man. Wasn't, I wasn't ready. I don't like the noise of people smiling. You know that. So, that quite a few times. Actually. Yeah, that's why. But like, that's because you're really like. Be, even if you're like looking at a picture. <laughs> I don't mind looking no, at a picture. Just a little bit of a noise that you can't really pick up. So it's this, right? It's because so you're always you hanging out with actually... you're always hanging out with people with dry mouths. <laughs> and your your druggy raves. Water right on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's this. This is the noise it makes. You ready? Oh. Yeah, it's just a really not pleasant noise. I don't know. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and details of our lives. Join with us today is Mr. Edward Williams, my business partner, friend, colleague. Lover. Lover. Sometimes. Sometimes. Everything, man. Dude, hey, what's up, man? Hello. Thank you very much for having me, boys. Hey, before... Nice we, to be here. Oh, before oh. we start this, everyone, we've got to shout a big shout-out to our sponsors of the episode, um, Izettel. Um, we actually, Ed, we have a good relationship with Izettel because we were one of the... We I have. think we were pretty much one of their first customers. Big claim. Is that a big claim? <laughs> we, can, we can make it. They started the business and they were like... Who should we approach first? Let's 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 aim for the big fish. Let's go for Kenny. <laughs> but the the funny thing is, the funny thing is that Ed and I uh, we started Kenny Kiddens what seven years ago now? Seven years ago, and we and when did we first use Izettle? Um Day one, pretty much. First pop up shop, um, two thousand and twelve. Yeah, they're good. I do you know what? I actually just bought a coffee and paid on Izettle. You did? Yeah. Really? Set there everywhere. I didn't want one, but thanks. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. But this is the this is the thing. So, um, Ed, why don't you give like a little? You you don't really have a Wikipedia, so why don't you give a little lowdown on yourself so everyone can know who How you are? How do you get a Wikipedia? Maybe I should look into that. You just write it yourself. Yeah, Not okay. that I've written it myself. <laughs> yeah, I've never. Yours keeps getting deleted after you put it up. Everyone <laughs> deleted my Wikipedia. Yeah, so Wikipedia, like the admin, keeps deleting Jamie's <laughs> Wikipedia after he puts up like no. all this like weird fictions. <laughs> no one, no one ever starts deleting my Wikipedia. But Ed, uh, you know, give you a little um, background. So, uh, Ed Williams grew up in Wales, um, went to University of Loughborough, studied industrial design and technology, which was great. Um, <laughs> if my mum and dad are listening. If they're not, then hated it. Um, and then, yeah, had the pleasure of meeting you to start Candy Kittens. That was shortly after university. So I was mainly brand, design, marketing, background, that's what I always loved and then met you you had this crazy idea to open a sweet shop mm. and sort of slowly evolved into something a bit more real and manageable <laughs> a bit more more serious you um, but this is but this is the thing I, yeah. I, I think we want to like start with right is that all three of us here uh, we can I think we can call it we are entrepreneurs we, we very much are um, but what kind of makes you an entrepreneur do you think what, what attributes Francis, what do you think what attributes make you an entrepreneur uh, well, I think certainly um, taking the initiative with a, 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 an idea. Like, obviously, a lot of people just have ideas and don't actually do anything. I mean, I think the the classic sign that you're not an entrepreneur is if you think, oh, well, I had that idea first, you know, but you're still, like, sitting there doing Talking nothing. about it. Yeah, talking about execution it. Execution is the it, that's, that's the That's the actual defining factor is the execution, yeah. That's what defines being an entrepreneur, actually just going ahead and doing well, it. Executing it. 
you know, not necessarily succeeding. Obviously, you know, people people execute things and fail, but that's just a part of entrepreneurship. You know, the process is is one of uh, trial and error. But this is also the thing, right? I, I feel like, you know, and, and you and I work so well with each other because we are, you know, I'm, we, we are very different with each other. Like, as in we are two very different people, but we're very similar in so many different ways. And uh, I think that's, What's what's quite good about it? We heard the statistic the other day that something like seventy or eighty percent of startups in the UK have a co-founder. Um, and Francis, you've had a co-founder before, but also you've had a business without a co-founder. Yeah. And what's the difference between those kind of ones? Well, I, I guess you know, I, I've yeah, I've had I've had experience in in startups with partners, without partners. Um, you know, definitely it's it, numerous partners. Uh, well, no, so yeah, it depends on on the project, but. Like yes, if there's something that really, in my my opinion on it, is that if there's something that you really can't do, like there's a, there's a skill set that you, um, uh, you know, you 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 lack, right? That's in, integral to your business's success. Uh, then you know that it definitely makes sense to bring on a partner. But if if there's if if at the front end you can do most of the stuff yourself and add as much value as you uh, as you can, you know, which which isn't the isn't the case for everyone. I know I realize a lot of people maybe. Are a bit more inexperienced in business and don't you know you know you you kind of have to you know have a team and there is that impetus of two people going in the same direction which is which is what valuable. about the cider is that just you that's just me yeah um but but no like so you've the, got all the skills so cider. well i mean I, I i launched it myself yeah and uh and i and i but i probably wouldn't have been able to do that uh necessarily if i hadn't had the experience in other startups yeah, yeah, where okay. i was working with partners because obviously yeah. you learn a lot from partners as well um, but I haven't, yeah. learned, I haven't learned anything from Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, yeah. Hey, I don't think that's true. Yeah, go on then. Go on. What have you learned from me? Um, just to do everything yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just to get on with it. I had to wear a nice hat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, be on. really nice and polite and <laughs> friendly to yeah. everybody. Smile all the time. Energy. Jamie's got lots of energy. Yeah. I've learned the energy. But I don't think that's a good attribute to be, a, be an entrepreneur and businessman. No, I've learned, I have learned a lot from you. Jamie's very, very good at spotting new opportunities. Yeah. So Jamie's yeah. definitely the guy with the ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of looking at what's happening around you and noticing niches. And I think sometimes probably doesn't even realize that they're a niche yeah so yeah and, and i think that's yeah. actually a real skill you it know, is. to be able to spot things but then hopefully we kind of take it back to the office and then turn that into something mm. manageable well, well that's completely in front you can do it you can tell us about your business you can, ed and i that's that is exactly it right i i i think i'm a good entrepreneur but i'm not a very good businessman i'm not i'm really and i can and also i think about the most important thing about when you start a business is about being self-aware about understanding what your um positives are but also understanding what your negatives are and i think a lot of people go and you know i mean and we can talk openly about this you know we've all done business things like that 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 haven't gone right right? and you know we've Mm. all done that and that's because probably at the beginning we thought we could do so many different things and we probably didn't understand it and and a lot of it is based on luck as well i mean a huge amount of luck and things like that come into it yeah i think i think there are there are you know you know some some um businesses uh, you know and some failures are you know expensive lessons but you know the expensive lessons are the ones you really remember and and and, and often there are like, but that's key right that yeah. is key so it's, an, it's, it's a lesson and i think that's so important that people don't realize is that it is the failures are the a, a pretty expensive lesson but also the most valuable lesson mm. as well yeah well you won't make that mistake again <laughs> 
but but uh, but yeah, I do think you know. Obviously, there are, there are it it is it is a, a you know a, a successful business is um, the aligning of various different uh, stars, right? And and you know part of it is is having a good idea. Uh, uh, you know, a huge part of it is is um, the execution and the team uh, behind it. Um, you know, uh, you know, and, and you know, not necessarily just in the inception, but obviously when you're growing, having the right team. I'm sure you guys know. You guys have a great team at Candy Kittens. Is is so integral to the success. Hundred percent. I mean, the people make it, make yeah. or break it, without a doubt. Yeah. And and so the the the, the um, kind of key factor, I think, and and for me personally, if I'm investing in a business. It, you know, it doesn't really matter what the the ideas. If they're they're impressive, an impressive group of people who are, who, yeah. who are wanting to do something, I'll invest in them over over an idea because they'll work out what the idea is. Yeah, yeah. So and whether back, it, in, you know, back in the jockey, yeah. not the horse. You're yeah. saying you would in, you'd invest in me. That's sick. That is that is kind of you, man. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, you put subconsciously. Subliminally, you were saying that. Subliminally, what is it? Subliminally. Well, I Subliminally. think. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you guys have a great, great team over it. Well, this is, you know, and this is this is the great thing about, um, you know, our our business, and I and I say this all the time, and it's it's so about team, and it really is that important. You know, we we run a a confectionery candy business. It's this double meaning. We have, we run a confectionery business, which is like a gourmet confectionery business, and as I said, we kind of stumbled across this um this this sort of gourmet range, sort of a price point, a sort of a, a premium product by accident because we just wanted to make sweets which were good and delicious and all that kind of stuff. But the the team is so important, and I think it's a lot of the time it's a, little, a bit unfair, I think, because. And I, re- and I sort of relay it to the likes of like Formula One, where Lewis Hamilton gets all the praise. He's the one spraying the champagne. He's the one in all the press. He's the one, you know, getting congratulated for winning the races. But in fact, it's the kind of engine that actually helps mm. most things. He's just the one executing it in a sense. Well, it's like... <laughs> It's like uh, everyone saying that Steve Jobs was like this godlike figure, but yes. you know the people who are actually you know, the actual <laughs> it, people it, it building like, machines. It's like, yeah. Okay, here's my record collection. <laughs> Just put it in this tiny little thing. <laughs> is that what is it? What is it? It's that Bill Burr uh, sketch where he's like, okay, what? Well, I don't give the. <laughs> I don't care. All he did was like give loads of child labour jobs. <laughs> Okay, but we also, I think what the most important thing, because a lot of people are going to be listening to this episode because um, it's sponsored by IZETA, who we love. You know, IZETA is all about startup business, things like that. You know, the question that everyone always asks, and it's the sort of cheesy one, I suppose, but what are the, what are the biggest things that you've learned from starting up from the beginning? So, Ed, what is the biggest thing that you've learned? But really dig deep for this. Don't go on, like, surface. Like, what, mm. have you, what have you really learned well, I think at the, the beginning? The first thing that always springs to mind is patience. Do you know what? I was about to say that. And I that, think that, that, that's something that people undervalue and underappreciate is, is, is how long it actually takes to... Yeah, to, and it's something that I still margin, haven't... Margin, I'm not very really good at, and we still don't have enough patience i think mm. things take so 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 much longer to come to fruition than you ever could imagine but exactly yeah. but with patience you can move mountains and and it's it's those incremental daily gains that get you to your destination but people think that it's an overnight thing like that you know especially you know when i was uh, a young entrepreneur just starting out i kind of i, I kind of, when i was a young buck just a starting <laughs> out and i'm 30 war. now you know, <laughs> you know i think we're all still relatively young but um but uh, what you know but i i in reality i kind of been doing it for a long time so it, it when i first started out i just it, i expected things to move so much faster and, yeah. and for for what i deemed uh, success to 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 um be reached much in a much shorter time period but actually what i kind of now know is that is that the success that i extracted from it was was 
um, in the knowledge I, 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 I've gained from all those those, those different yeah, ventures. absolutely. And I think also then that patience and time gives you in the end confidence to be able to achieve mm. those those bigger things. And I think actually when we look back <laughs> this week, Jamie and I, somebody sent us a photograph, emailed us a photograph of our first ever meeting with Sainsbury's. I don't know why there was even a photo taken I when I look back at that. I look ridiculous We both well. look totally <laughs> mental. Really? We were in there like with a grey shirt and tie. And I'm now not even I, in a tie. Uh, now I can't remember the last time I was wearing your grey three-piece suit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that I one. looked like some cl- club promoter to Sainsbury's headquarters. It was a bit... But it was, you know, that... It just, you know, you were trying to be somebody we weren't at that time, I think. Trying to, okay, well, we've got a meeting with Sainsbury's. You must put a shirt on. You must, I'm going to wear my grey three-piece. <laughs> <laughs> that was something that, you know, now we probably know just being ourselves, I think. And actually, that's a big part of selling your business is selling yourself and what you're about. And people buy much more into that than any Jamie's kind of got type. a lot of experience selling himself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is that, that, your, is that where you business. come in with the business? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone, we're going to come back with private parts in just one second, just after this. And now back to the podcast. <laughs> but okay, th- this point, it couldn't be more integral to people who are beginning a brand or beginning a business. And it's so true. It's about being yourself and being true to yourself. There are two things in this. Firstly, you've got to be, you, when I go back to the thing of being self-aware, um, a lot of people will go into business because they go, I want to go into business because I want to make a lot of money. And that's why I want to go and make business because I'm going to make all this shitloads of cash and da da da. But in fact, that's just not the case because you're going to be doing this day in, day out, every single day. And as you said, Francis and Ed, it's the patience that you're going to have to have. Yeah. So you're going to have to be so patient. It's going to take ages in order to do it. So therefore, you're going to have to do something that you love in order to go into it. And I think that's the first thing. You have to say true to yourself. You can't say you're going to go and sell lawnmowers if you freaking hate money. Well, it, it's, it's, it's more like I think yeah that but you also have to just love the process and and you have to uh you have to love all of the you know you have to love the journey that and and everything that journey entails in the pitfalls and the and the tangents and the you know the the obstacles that you're overcoming on a daily basis and that's kind of I think um you know what what I really learned you know working down starting this mine down in Africa, which which every day there was a new. Which, by the way, just for you, know, can we? You know, I think you need a big congratulations because I don't think I think a lot of the time you you sort of brush it past and you don't really talk about it. But you know, Francis decided to give up um, in the in the sort of smallest part of fame and fortune and things like that, and doing a television show and having quite a cushy little life in in London and doing main charts and all that kind of stuff, and then you packed your bags and went and lived in the jungle for three years to set up a gold mine uh, because you thought that was your next adventure and that that takes big old guts yeah i i i definitely uh, it was a big adventure i mean it was uh it you know we we you know we did some great things we found gold but you know unfortunately you know the gold price went against us um quite seriously over this you know the time that we were we were mining, so it was. It was. It was. These things, were, and that goes back to luck. You right? know, well, like you know, you, you, you it's a volatile um, uh, asset class, right? You know, it, it fluctuates, and because your margins are kind of, uh, you know, quite tight with the mining operation, you know, one change of the of the price, you know, can put your bit. You, you know, you're, you can be a loss making business, right? So, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. And, it, and you're you're then faced with the, the decision of like, all right, wait it out and wait for the gold price to go back up, or or throw in the towel and 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 lose everything that you've invested. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a very it's a high risk high reward 
uh, exercise. Yeah. Uh, but when I went down there, gold was at 1,700 an ounce. When I left, it was 1,140. <laughs> <laughs> All you're doing. I wish I had control yeah. over the gold <laughs> price. God. But this is the thing, and that's going back to the process, right? You, you did it because it was an event and you loved doing it. Well, no, I mean, I did it because I, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I saw an opportunity and I, and I seized it and I went and executed. I went and found a mine and, 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 and set up a, a mining operation. Sure. But, but uh, it, it, it wasn't like a lifestyle choice. Trust me, I didn't want to live in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, didn't, I didn't plan on being in the jungle for that long. It, would, it just so happened that I had to be hands on. Yeah, um, uh, but but this is but what I mean is is the fact that like everyone this is going back to that thing where we're saying it and I think me and you I think all three of us agree on this is so the patience is key and being true to yourself and understanding that you have to have the ups and downs and things like that and you're not going to be an overnight success and there's two things but if you I honestly believe if you're an overnight success it's the same with something like fame right if mm. you're if you're famous overnight or, or which happens we, no it does it certainly yeah. it certainly happens sorry and if you're famous overnight or you have a business which is successful overnight i think more often than not the drop is a lot quicker i well, think with I, fame you, you i think you, there's loads of examples it, yeah, and like business it, you know business if you you suddenly get success and you suddenly you're just selling loads and it, it, it does die quicker i yeah. really honestly believe I, that i think i think i think that's absolutely the case and i think um you know the 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 lessons that you learn through failure are what galvanize you against future failure, right? Like, and, 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 and there are so many cases of people who make, you know, success of themselves early on and, you know, hats off to them. But more often than not, they end up losing their fortune, you know, and that's kind of, uh, you know. What but I think there's also those businesses that grow super quickly particularly out of things like fads and fashion yeah. and trends because actually there's always an opportunity for people to come in and exploit a trend well, really, look at, really look quickly. Well, look at Snapchat, right? Snapchat you know, is a great example, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and he really, um, I think, is probably regretting not selling out <laughs> yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, I think they did sell out to NBC for like 500 million. I think yeah recently yeah they I think I know not recently maybe like two years ago I think they uh, NBC chucked in five hundred and he sold oh, has shares. he sold oh, so he sold his ship, but he hasn't sold out that he, he hasn't sell the whole but, but weirdly enough with that Snapchat is still huge it's still huge yeah. amongst the younger age group they just do it amongst but it's just other. not growing and it's not it's, what people it, thought it would thought be. it was going to be but you know this is going back to this quote which is uh, so true that we always say Ed and and someone told me ages ago which is business is paid in two currencies cash and experience take the experience first and the cash will come later yeah. you know don't go into something because you want to make loads of money yeah. because you want to experience yeah, it exactly and the cash will come later once you've experienced all of the ups and, and downs. enjoyed the experience and loved that whole process exactly. like francis was saying, and, yeah. and that's that's i like i said and it, that goes back and all fit, fits in with you know going back to patience and patience is what you really come to understand the value of with experience yep. you know uh, and and it's funny because it all just links together right like you you with the experience you understand the value of patience and you get the patience uh, you know to to understand the value of of, of your business and and making it a, but also a, a valuable yeah. proposition but also you know we can sit here very easy and say okay look you know and everyone listening can just say right you you boys remain chelsea uh you supposedly have all this money like it's pretty easy for you to set up a business and go ahead and do it but you know yeah I, but that 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 is under the false assumption that your that our parents are going to bankroll our business sure, ventures sure. which is just not the, you know it's <laughs> not the case you know and uh, but even and, if something is bankroll that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work as well no it, exactly i mean and i think uh, you know uh, our parents aren't stupid right i mean I, I personally haven't taken any money from my parents for my business any money from my parents uh, 
uh, for my business ventures. But but I don't think like if it's a good business and your parents want to back you, then then I didn't see what they're an investor, right? But yeah. Ed, what do you think? Because you you know you, we met each other in two thousand twelve. We met in a pub, um, and we had a chat about this idea of a sweet shop and things like that. And you and you sort of suggested we change it this way and then that way, and then we started working together. And the funny thing is that we actually had this conversation literally two nights ago. Yeah. We were chatting to this guy, a good friend of Nick, and Nick's a big fan of the podcast. Hey, Nick, we know you're listening. Shout out to Nick. Nick's yeah, nice. snaffling pig. If you love pork scratchings, go and grab a packet of those. They are simply delicious. <laughs> um, but we're saying to him, the funny thing is when Ed and I started, he said to us when we were having dinner, he said, how did you, because this is the weird thing with co-founders, right? Is that you have to, uh, you, co-founders, is you can't be the same person because if you're doing the same person you're probably going to get on top of each other but you also have to complement each other and you have to one has to be, has to be this and mm. one has to be that that's what co-founders do and Ed and I without meaning to fell into that role somehow but how do you think that happened Ed? I think we were just very very different people from, from day one um, <laughs> different backgrounds different personalities different interests Ed's and actually yeah um, we just we just kind of assumed these roles that that worked out. You were always going to be the front man, the kind of the the face and somebody that really drives the brand awareness. Um, obviously, with your kind of made in Chelsea and everything going on in your life at that moment, that was that naturally happened. And I was there to kind of do the bits that really I cared about and build the brand and build the business and the things that really interested me and and got me going. So I guess it was just a a really nice natural point where we just both did the things we enjoyed doing and didn't have to ever sit down and say okay what do you want to do what do I want to do now it's time to split you need to do a bit of this etc yeah but also you know you you were working with a guy from Made in Chelsea and, and everyone says oh god this is why you got the profile and stuff like that we had a lot of troubles in order to 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 go through this process didn't we we had troubles with supermarkets and things so like that. tough and i think everybody thinks okay that must be the yeah the easy answer that's why it succeeded that's why it's done that we were a sweets company without any sweets for 18 months we didn't have any product and we just had to keep things going just keep building the brand um yeah i think it was it was hard work people don't really care about the made in chelsea thing i think it's great as a brand awareness piece but actually eventually when the product sat on the shelf in tesco do people uh, yeah. really care no no well, and, and that's the thing like it's it's a great um it's a great uh, way to get it to a point but uh, after after a certain point you know a business has to stand on the on the on the basis of it, of, of its product offering right you know it can't, you know like people are only going to be, um, you know, and actually the the market is much bigger than people who watch Made in Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, so exactly, you want to yeah. want a product that that appeals to the the whole market. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we were all niche it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 If really just, if just target. I, all I care about is Made in Chelsea fans. Yeah, so I'm just going to target them. If you're posh, you're going to like us. You're going to love them. <laughs> you're going to love them. But this is oh, the, also the great thing about I love this podcast is the fact that this is probably the most serious podcast we've had in the. Feels world. quite serious. It I feel, feel like I've come to be the sort yeah. of party pooper. No, you <laughs> haven't come. To, it's, it's quite nice to actually mix things up. I'm going to change the tone right now because I feel like I should read my diary and make it a bit more silly. All right. Yeah. Here we go. You ready for this? Tuesday. My business partner and I, Ed Williams, are occasionally asked to go and do different talks across the country to talk about entrepreneurship. And today... Entrepreneurship. (laughs) Isn't that the word? I'm not sure. I think it might be entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurial. We can edit that. That's a different ship. (laughs) And today we were travelling to Manchester to do yet another one of them. I love the north of England. Everyone is so much more polite and nice. If you got on the tube in London and spoke to a stranger, you are considered a psychopath. If you don't speak to a stranger in Manchester, you are considered a a psychopath. 
But being a southerner, it's hard to accustom yourself to the northern lifestyle in such a short time. We got back to the hotel around midnight and decided to test my skills with a stranger in reception. That sounds dodgy. Two things wrong with this. Firstly, no one, even northerners, don't want to talk to a stranger at 12am um, if someone is in their pyjamas in the hotel reception. And at 12am on a Wednesday morning, something has gone wrong if they are there in their pyjamas. But anyway, I thought it was a good thing to do. I approached my victim who was standing next to a vending machine and started a conversation with him about vending machines. He kept trying to shut me down, but I would find a way back into the convo until he finally locked eyes on me and said, I know you. I, I, I stood proud and said, in what? He couldn't remember, so I listed off my impressive we- repertoire. Bake Off, Murder and Successful, Made in Chelsea. Yes, that's it, he said. I watched you all the time in prison. <laughs> I actually thought you made these diary entries up <laughs> until that's, I remember this actually happened. That yeah. actually happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, so you were going, so vending machines, <laughs> eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he was like ignoring you, oh, and then they were like, so what about vending machines, <laughs> right? <laughs> Is it the Twix or the Whisper? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thursday. I have discovered a game change in the Apple phone game. Another skill taught to me by my business partner, so listen close. I had the same problem as everyone else. When we type a message, text, whatever it is, we often make a mistake and have to perform that long-winded performance of holding our finger on the phone so that little circular magnifying glass appears. And then we can change the typo. We all know what I'm talking (laughs) about. Can't believe you're explaining this on the podcast anyway. (laughs) Not a convenient process. Look no further. Next time you make a typo, don't perform this, but instead hold down your spacebar button for a couple of seconds and thank me later. If any of you out there, yeah, see, Polly's about to try it. If any of you have any magical tips like this, please get in touch. I need them in my life via social media or email, contact at privatepartspodcast.com. Just a so, little so Ed is, you know, he's, he's your business partner. Polly, he's your Polly, tech guru. He's your tech guru. He's your mentor slash father figure. Yeah, yeah. He's everything to me. He's everything. Polly's our, our, our sound technician is actually trying it. Do you see what I mean? Isn't it good? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. There we go. Um, yeah, I mean, there hey, we go. you're doing the good work. Uh, the, you're doing Apple's bidding, <laughs> spreading hey, the good news. <laughs> hey, Francis. Also, we need the question of the week, buddy. Okay. Um, well, I've got two questions. Oh, nice. Can't wait. I'm not sure which one to to use. Oh God, just go for which one you right. think. What is the largest country in Europe? You might uh, know this. Ed. I know this. Why would Ed know, not me? <laughs> 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 go on, Ed. Go on, give it a guess. Clever clogs. Uh, oh, Russia. Russia's not in Europe. Yeah, that no, was, was actually, me imitating mm, you. What is it? I think I know what it is. Obviously some kind of trick to this, I would have said. But is it maybe Italy? No, I would say it's France. Hmm. Whose mouth did that come out of yours, Ed? Yeah. It's, called, it's called the hexagon. The hexagon? Yeah, then it's France. It's France. I think it's France. I think I've got Germany. this right. Germany? Nothing in Germany? Hey, well, listen. Maybe Germany. Don't tell us now. All right, I've got another. I've got another. Oh, I've got, got another, another double question. Bonus double. question. In what country in the world yeah. can you marry a dead person? <laughs> what is that called if you marry a dead person? Posthumous marriage. Post-hummus. Post-hummus. Post-hummus marriage. <laughs> Is that how they died? <laughs> they di- died from the hummus. Overdose. Yeah. I reckon it's going to be somewhere like... Wait, I, I, it's got to be somewhere like Papua New Guinea. <laughs> what that is? <laughs> I feel like so? I might have seen this on a documentary with Grayson Perry recently. Oh, yeah? Is that, was that a thing? 
or maybe or you went and investigated different the way people celebrate death in different countries. And so you, you're going okay. Well, let's go. Oh, let's, yeah. Why don't we go for continents? Let's let's go. No, for, no, it's a country. Okay, yeah, I know, but let's go mm. for continents. All right, name the continent then. Okay, I reckon South America. All right, Asia. All right. Well, we will see the answers in part two. Hey, people, stick Can't around wait. for part two. We've still got Ed. We're going to talk more business and have a little bit of fun. See you in part two. Bye.